0: good evening jamsters and welcome to another edition of the sun's jam session podcast yeah here we are the first day of fall summer is officially over we can kiss that baby goodbye and wouldn't you know it matthew by some weird twist of fate news actually broke this morning prior to us recording not tomorrow morning after we recorded and we got a lot to talk about on this edition of the Suns Jam Session Podcast. Welcome, Matthew. Hey, what's up, John? You know, I thought it was going to be like the teal jersey thing. That was
1: going to be released this week, but we got even better news. Uh, it's a great day in Arizona, Phoenix, in the in America, in the world. I mean, it's just it <laughs> the came universe. Soon. It came quick. And uh, now it's uh, the demons gone, you know, and it's time for a fresh start. Everyone's feeling good, I feel like now.
0: Yeah, you know, obviously, if, uh, if you haven't heard, Robert Sarver uh, announced and made a statement that he would be selling the Phoenix Suns and the Mercury, and we'll we'll go really in depth to that. But it was, I don't know about you, Matthew, but I was literally in a meeting. It was in between nine thirty and ten because I had a, you know we have a meeting every morning at nine thirty, and everybody's talking, and you know I, I get that little Shams Sharani a notification on my phone. I look down, and I just look up with like a shit eating grin, and somebody <laughs> across the room is like. What's going on? I'm like, Yeah. Hashtag Sarver out and nobody knows what the fuck I'm talking
1: about. <laughs> like, oh, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm a little behind. I I don't really have I don't have Twitter on my phone anymore. So it's only on my computer, you know, my monitors that I pull up every now and then. Mm-hmm. And I was a little late. I don't think I found out to like two o'clock. So oh, it's time man. to turn Twitter back on. Um put on my phone because the NBA is starting pretty soon it's a month away so I, I don't want to be behind on things like this I feel no hell
0: now. no tis the season notifications are coming through and after I said you know hashtag sarver out and everyone's like what are you talking about I'm like the Suns owner and then and then everybody knew what I was talking about and that was the weird thing yeah, it's like yeah. no one you know I we speak two languages right I speak English and I speak sons and when I'm at work, I only speak English because I try to talk Suns with anybody I work with and, you know, very casual fans at best. But everybody knows what's going on with the rubber Sarver situation. It's a huge news outside of sport. So it was interesting that once I was like, yeah, you know, the Phoenix Suns owner was like, oh, you, you mean the guy who's a male chauvinist? And whenever you hear male chauvinist, you know, it's just like somebody who's a little bit older, you mm-hmm. know, Any, anyone who's like under 45 calls them misogynistic. But like old school, 65 year olds are like, yeah, chauvinist pig. You know, first so time just, I heard of it <laughs> right now. <laughs> See, <Yes>. exactly. There <laughs> so you go. That's
1: probably old this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: you know, just goes to prove the point. So I mean, it was just uh was a good start to the day. It's a good start to fall. And yeah. you know, things are gonna start happening pretty quick. Next uh Monday is Suns Media Day. Next Tuesday, the Phoenix Suns training camp begins. October 5th, we have our first preseason game against the Los Angeles Lakers, and in less than a month. On October 18th, the Phoenix Suns, or is it 18th or 19th?
1: I just looked at it. I think it's the The 19th. uh, It's the 19th. The 19th, okay.
0: The 19th, the Phoenix Suns season tips off. We are less than a month away from Phoenix Suns basketball. How excited are you for that?
1: I'm excited. You know, football started. I was excited. We got two weeks out of the way. And now I'm just like kind of over it somewhere. (laughs) I kind of (laughs) of am too. I'm not over it, but I'm just like, last Sunday, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to lay around and watch football day again. Like this is the last Sunday. So I'm ready for basketball. I I, I'm you. actually, this is a great way to start the season. I don't think you could have started any better way.
0: Seriously. It's just like, it, we're going to have not only a team that is entering the season with championship aspiration and hopes, but we also have kind of one of the villains. One of the dark spots of our team is being eradicated. And we're going to have this. It's almost like the bachelorette where the Phoenix Suns are handing roses to people, and we're trying to figure out who's gonna be who's gonna be the final person who's ultimately gonna own the team. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll go over some you know people who potentially we could think could own the team by the end of this podcast. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be a fun fall. And I'm with you. I, I'll I'll lay around and watch football simply because of my sciatic nerve. It's <laughs> the only way.
1: Because your ass, yeah, my
0: ass hurts. So I got like <laughs> I have to watch this football. There's nothing else to do. Yeah. So okay. Uh, But on that note, again, you know, welcome to another edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. We're excited and pleased that you're joining us Uh, once again. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're watching or listening to this podcast. If it's on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. That is to say, you don't just click five stars. You actually write a review. We'll read it right here on the pod. That's what you get. That's what you do. That's that's the good deed that that's you get you do. for doing a good deed. Uh, if you're watching along live on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button and share it. Let your friends know. Hey, this is what I do. I kick it with the Suns Jam Session Podcast. It's what I do. So, uh, on that note, I think it's time to crack open. I've got the Finnish Long Drink, one of my favorite drinks. I don't know. Have you ever had one of these, Matthew?
1: No, it's the first time I've seen one. and it's Really, my favorite I've, drinks. Yeah, huh? I've popped them on I the pod before.
0: That. Oh, okay. I love these things. They, so they're. Yeah. It's a uh, 5.5% alcohol content uh, on the bottom of the can. It says gin with natural grapefruit and juniper berry flavors and carbonation. And they actually, they okay. have, they have this one, they have a sugar-free version. And they also have a, uh, a cranberry version. And every one of them is just don't like, do the
1: sugar-free. Don't do the sugar-free. Yes, Probably nasty. nasty. Yeah. Well, i got one of these oh you got the banquet <laughs> beer yeah left over can? from sunday they brought me some corn beer and i'm like i can't have corn beer but i'm gonna pop one open for today Let's definitely go a, Matthew. Self, yeah
0: we're gonna celebrate we'll a little pop bit pop them if you got them hashtag sarver out oh yeah all right plenty of talk about on this edition of the jam session podcast Right. That's right. That's right. Robert Sarver is potentially out as the owner, the majority owner of the Phoenix Suns. Uh, shout out. Flex from Jersey's kicking it in the chat. Uh, yeah. When we linking up, my guys, Flex, you tell me, man, you know, you can come on the pod anytime. Shit. Go on Twitter right now and DM me and I'll send you a link. We'll get you on here. So, yeah, uh, first, but game. Of co- first game I'm talking right yeah. now, man. I mean, this is a this is a big moment for the Phoenix Suns. And, you know, again, for those of you who don't know, kind of the events that have occurred, right? I mean, last time that we had this conversation last week, there was a little bit of, uh, you know, the, the pressure was starting to build, right? And when you look at this situation, Brian Windhorst had said it on uh what's well, not the jump now what nba today that's what they call it now like the post is rachel nichols it okay. nba today and i happened to be home from work one day because again the sciatic my ass was hitting so bad i couldn't get into work i tells you and i was just sitting around i was watching nba today and brian <laughs> winhorse said something that I, th- I found was very interesting and uh he's like listen this isn't the decision that we wanted that a lot of people wanted you know one year suspension 10 million dollar fine it's not really a, a sense of accountability, and the only way that essentially any change is going to happen is if you start to get some societal pressure, and that's what Winsor said. And he said, unfortunately, you know, that kind of starts with the players, and it's unfortunate that in these situations where you have owners acting a fool, it comes down to the players having to uh, be the be the people who have to to spark the chain, you know, um, it or the change, and it's just it's just unfortunate, you know how that's how the process kind of goes. But then we saw CP3 and LeBron, right?
1: Yeah, we did. But did it happen before that? I think people didn't mention the game seven thing. And, um, you know, I go back to Chris Paul's press conference before that game and him talking about, hey, this is just basketball. Really weird press conference from him. Really weird reaction about, you know, game six loss. It's like, hey, it's just basketball, you know, and we all expected to win in game seven. But the way he just his body language on the uh, up there was just, not the same. And I'm like, this is something different. Right. I mean, if you were to find out this news as a team, like, Hey, this is what happened. And can you guys still play for this owner going into, can you win a championship and have this owner come up there and present, get the trophy presented to him? Like that's awkward as hell. And plus you want to start, you know, doing the right thing. So, I mean, there was never a COVID thing. So I I think that was, had to be something. uh, It had to be something to do with that because this just didn't make sense at all that game, but I don't know. Did people talk about that being Game Seven? The reason that they lost? I feel no, like I feel really it was more that. of
0: I, it was more of like the COVID situation. It was more of you know Chris Paul wasn't healthy. M- multiple members of the Phoenix Suns weren't healthy, uh, so I don't know if there's a there if there was a direct uh, correlation between the Sarver situation four months ago and yeah, the yeah. Phoenix Suns' poor performance four months ago. But I do know that in response to the Sarver situation, you started to see some of that societal pressure. You started to see LBJ and CP3 say, you know what? The league got this wrong. And then you started to see some of the political pressure. And it was kind of twofold. You had the city of Phoenix and the mayor, uh, Kate Gallego, and her council members come out and say, kind of paraphrasing, they said that the, the league got it wrong as well. And they were; it was an unfortunate decision. And at the same time, just mo, you know, hours after that, uh, Phoenix Suns vice chairman and uh, minority owner John—I uh, always get his name wrong—John Najafi, John Najafi—he uh, came out and he called for essentially for his his head. He said, "I think he needs to resign." So now you have some of that political within the organ within the city of Phoenix putting pressure on the Suns, and from the Suns internal organization starting to kind of infight about it. And then you have PayPal threatening to pull out. And then there's the economical pressure. So you have societal, political, and economic pressure uh, coming. And then after that happened, everybody just kind of is like, well, now, now it's completely on Sarver. Now all, all the all the building blocks to the destruction of Robert Sarver as an owner have been set in place. And now you think it's just a matter of time, but you're worried about his ego, Right his ego is going to keep him in place. That's what we all thought, right?
1: Yeah. He doesn't really know the situation too. That is at hand. Like there's always a little comment here and there like, well, I mean, I have to do this because everyone's telling me to, right? He doesn't really realize what's going on in his head. And you know, he's, he's older. He's, he's in his ways. He's not going to really change. I mean, people can change maybe, but I don't believe in change. I feel like someone can improve themselves but he's already who he is. Like, I don't think Mm -hmm. there's much to change to where he could come back. I mean, is he even going to try to own another team? Um, That's not what I'm saying, but just to be in the presence of people again. You know what I mean? Because he can't now go anywhere. He can't be... He can't go to a restaurant at night. He was hated already before this, and then now this happens. So how does he even show his face anywhere? And like Silver did mention, though, in the press conference where he said that the rebuke from the findings were basically kind of in a way he hinted that it would kind of you know it would kind of just tumble it would this whole situation would kind of just you know domino the domino effect of him getting kicked out and it kind mm-hmm. of like it happened but it happened so quickly yes. so like, yeah the one year sucked and then the the fine but if this was only done by silver just knowing like the way the league was and the way like sponsors would drop because no one puts up with this shit anymore I mean Miles Bridges is probably never coming back to the NBA yeah. right so no one puts up with this anymore so he knew. That, you know, he's going to be kicked out. He's never coming back. Because we talked about last pod, how awkward it would be if you were to come back. And I just didn't
0: see that happening. That's just not, it wasn't going to happen. No one puts up with the shit anymore, nor should they. And that's what's nice about this. And I talked about this, uh, whether it was on this podcast or when I assisted on the Solar Panel podcast this last weekend. The NBA is a league that preaches equality. And yet you have somebody who is an owner, not only of the Phoenix Suns, but of the, of the Phoenix Mercury, who is 100% non-equality. He's making racial comments and slurs. He's making misogynistic or chauvinistic comments. That's not equality. So how can you stand for this? And to your point, he his life in this past week must have completely changed to the point where it's like in the past he'd go out to his nice restaurants, you know, you go out to Ocean 44 in Scottsdale and you know, it's high end and you know, oh, that's Robert Sarver and you know, you you'd sit there if it was like you and your wife and you'd be like, oh, that's Robert Sarver she'd be like who? And now it's like everybody knows who he is because of these comments. You know, that's Robert Sarver. Oh, you mean the fucking racist, misogynistic pig who runs the Suns? You know, and now he, when he's sitting at his table, people are kind of making comments. And to your point, like he didn't necessarily know the 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 true ramifications of what was occurring, and and how to navigate those waters properly. Uh, and and there is really no way to truly navigate those waters properly. Uh, given the fact that he is a leader in an organization and he needs to be held accountable. And, you know, so today the news kind of drops and, you know, he uh, he releases a statement. First, you get the kind of the, the Sham Sharania uh, tweet letting us know. It's like, uh, um, what did it say? It said Phoenix Suns and Mercury owner Robert Sarver announced that he has started the process to sell both franchises, right? So, and then he goes mm-hmm. into uh the entire statement and you know matthew i'll let you read the statement please
1: do please let me read it oh you no
0: know, you know what just go for it where's it at it's in the notes brah
1: oh well i copy and paste i don't where are the friggin' notes
0: <laughs> okay to keep, to keep momentum going to keep momentum going i'll get the next one huh uh, sorry, my butt hurts. I got to move around here. The sciatic nerve is no, is no easy task to to deal with. Uh, but shortly after the Shams case, he, he had a statement that was shared by ESPN's Baxter Holmes that said, uh, Robert Sarver, managing partner of the Phoenix Suns and Phoenix Mercury, today issued the following statement. Words that I deeply regret now overshadow nearly two decades of building organizations that brought together people and strengthened the Phoenix area through the unifying power of professional and men's basketball. So right there, he's just like, well, look what I've done for you. As a man of faith, I believe in atonement and the paths of forgiveness. I expected that the commissioner's one-year suspension would provide me time to focus, make amends, and remove my personal controversy from the teams that I, and, uh, that I, and the fans that I love. Uh, but in the current unforgiving climate, it has become painfully clear that it's no longer possible, that whatever good I've done or could still do is outweighed by the things that I've said in the past. For those reasons, I'm beginning the process of seeking buyers for the sons of the mercury. I do not want to be a distraction to these two teams and the fine people who work so hard to bring the joy and excitement of basketball to fans around the world. That's what I want best for these two organizations, the players, the employees, the fans, the community, and my fellow owners, the NBA and the WNBA. This is the best course of action for everyone. In the meantime, I will continue to work on becoming a better person and continuing to support the community in meaningful ways. Thank you for continuing to root for the Suns and the Mercury, embracing the power that sports bring us together. So there you go, Matthew. Thoughts? on everything he just said
1: yeah i mean it's just something that was forced it was something that was definitely just you know that was written by somebody else i guess you can say that in a way but with a little bit of an input and it's so weird to hear from him because you think it would be so threatening to hear him say something and like it doesn't seem like he would be so genuine in a way even though he did say like hey like you know it's not completely all true in a way but just him actually saying something about, Hey, like I'm actually res- resigning. I'm going to sell this team. It's just so weird to hear. It still doesn't seem to be true because know, it's right? definitely not him. It's definitely not him as a person or whatever. He brought faith into that too, but it just doesn't make any sense. Why would you even bring faith into any of this? Like it has nothing to do with that. Like there's just so much damage he, he has done to the franchise, to the people that worked for the franchise. Yeah, And you know, just own up to it. And this is actually probably the nicest thing that I think he could have put out there. Cause I don't believe like he could ever say this in real life. Right. Can you imagine getting up and talking? You I mean, would would be nice is just to have an interview with them. Maybe oh. a couple of years down the road, just so like you interview be like, Hey, so what the fuck happened? Can you just explain, you know, your side of the story? I mean, of course no one wants to hear it, but it'd be nice to hear like why he is saying where, you know, in a cancel culture, you know, you had to sell the team. Why? what's your side man
0: it's a great question and you know what i think it's a great time Mm. to bring in flex from jersey to talk about this yo my boy man flex what is going on man
2: what's up my guys man i was just laying i was just wrapping up a long day i saw the i saw the pod jump on my phone so let me listen to my boys and (laughs) and look we joining up that's what's up man
0: it's a beautiful day in phoenix sun's history isn't it (laughs) yeah sure is man
2: people rejoicing man i mean i know there's people partying out there in arizona right now <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, t- so tell me a little bit you know where were you when you heard the news obviously it was you know you're on the east coast it's probably like twelve thirty your time when the news came through well uh, where were you when you heard it and what were your initial thoughts yeah i was actually in the car driving i was coming from william patterson university
2: uh doing something with my son and um yeah i got uh i heard it and honestly guys i wasn't surprised man i mean you know i had been talking to people you know behind the scenes for a minute about this and I never felt like the one year ban and the ten million dollar thing was really anything of substance. It just felt like a domino that had to fall first before the rest of them fell. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm a little shocked that it, you know, it came as quick as it did. Maybe that's probably the only shock is that what eight days after the report? I thought yeah, I thought he'd wait a little longer to, to wave the right flag the white flag, but um totally expected, brother. So um not really that shock.
1: Yeah, yeah I you gotta, mentioned too. Go oh, ahead. okay. You mentioned too in the it was a Fox 10, was it an interview yeah. earlier today? Yeah, yeah. there was uh, a line like lined up around the building basically for uh potential buyers. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> that being true, is there anybody out there? I mean, I even saw like uh Steve Jobs, I don't know, there's no uh, Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, yo,
2: guys, I'm I'm hearing I'm serious when I when I tell you, I mean, I've been talking about this with back channels all day. And um, I'm hearing it's going to be a line, like I said on the show, it's going to be a line around the corner like Black Friday, bro, to buy this basketball team. Real talk. And, you know, whether it's Jeff Bezos, um, whether it's, uh, how, how you know. How sick would that be? Yeah, whether it's uh, Lorraine Jobs, you know, um, you know, a plethora. Uh, uh, Bob Iger, um, the guy, the Oracle founder, what's his name? Yeah. Um, Oh uh, man, I forget his name. I'm 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 totally waxed right now. But uh, yeah, he he's another one that's in the mix. So there's there's a bunch of guys, and we're talking about uh, you know, we're talking about hundred billion dollar guys. Uh, Larry Ellison, that's the guy. Mm-hmm. Larry Ellison, old co-founder of Oracle. Um, so you between Ellis Ellison's worth a hundred billion, dude. Uh, Bezos is worth a hundred and fifty billion. The, the Earth. Yeah, Jobs' wife is like 12 billion. And, and the guy that's got the lower end of the totem pole is, in that regard is Bob, uh, Bob Iger. I think he's worth like 650 million. But, you know, he's got the Disney connections and he's got a lot of people with deep pockets. So um, it's going to be interesting, man. But I mean, I think we're done with the cheap owner stuff, right? So we need somebody that's willing to spend. That's, that's what we're looking for.
0: Well, and you take a look at the identity of this organization. Taking you know a thirty thousand foot view of the organization, which a lot of people do, you know we're we're people who are just really in in, enveloped with this team, and we know the ins and outs, the you know the roster. I mean, we're sitting there talking about you know Dwayne Washington Jr. and you know like, but from a thirty thousand foot view, this is a great organization to buy. And to Flex's point, that's why there's a line around the corner. This isn't the Oakland Athletics, right? This isn't the Oklahoma Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, granted. You know, basketball ownership, the majority owner of a basketball organization, it's only 29 of them now in the league, you know, until 30, until Bob Sarver actually is gone. But 29 in the league, it's a very, very elite status that people take seriously and really enjoy doing. And it's an easy investment because you know you're going to get a massive return on your investment. It's a league that's constantly and consistently growing. It's a league that's constantly and consistently uh, modifying the way that they approach streaming and i mean it's 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 a techno technology forward situation where it's like baseball is kind of one of those things like if you go and buy a baseball team right now you might get a, you might get a return on your investment but it's it's kind of a dying sport in this modern age and you take a look at the phoenix suns from that aspect just being a an organization in the national basketball association and that alone is appealing then you take into account that this is a team that has been part of the city now for coming up on 55 years You know, it's a team that has had a ton of success, but not reached the ultimate pinnacle. So there's an opportunity to come in here and not only to flex his point, spend the money, but spend the money and help them win their first championship. And it's like an easy win, right? Like whenever you hire somebody who's new, like at least for me, if I have a new leader, if I have a new supervisor, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give them some easy wins and that way they're going to gain confidence. Well, a new owner will will garner our confidence if they come in and put us in a situation where we can be successful and win a championship. And we're already halfway there because this is a championship contender coming into the season. Right. So my real question, and Matthew, maybe you can answer this. Do you think that Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElney might have an opportunity to buy this team just like they did Wrexham?
1: You know, that'd be nice. And if I could watch that show, it'd be even more awesome. It's really a um, good show. I, was, I, like I had a name in mind. I mean, what about like a Derek Jeter? Huh? I mean, he...
0: <laughs> no, you know, he'd sell everybody lying. to... Yeah, yeah I know. He'd, he'd, he'd sell talking everybody.
2: Talking to the... yeah, I'm New York, baby. I'm Jeter all the yeah. way. So, you know, I that'd love you. awesome. Matthew, yeah. man. I love That's the, Matthew's but- guy. How about Aaron Judge, too? Let Aaron Judge get... He's about to get $500 yeah. million, So, he could... he could. Oh, big contract, man. <laughs> yeah, he get a it.
0: You know, but looking at this again... um. I'll ask Matthew, I'll start with this and then I'll, I'll let flex kind of answer this question. What do you think ultimately forced Sarver out? What was the kind of nail in the coffin? What got to this point in your perspective, Matthew?
1: I think it was just the players speaking out. And I think he just knew, I mean, if you think about Devin Booker and like him and Sarver kind of had a relationship, right? Just a little, I'm not going to say they hung out all the time, but they were seen together. They were, but like he had to have not even known anything about this, right. For him to actually be hanging with the guys. So I think that the players found out they said something to him, maybe behind the scenes, who knows. But once LeBron says something and then once, you know, PayPal is going to be done with you, you know, no one's going to be helping you out with endorsements. So I think that was it. And he's just like, oh, wow, this is actually this is it. Whether or not someone actually told him like, hey, you're going to have to take a step down. You have to sell this team, dude. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people said that, but for him to realize, it's just knowing he's not going to make any money with his team and no one's going to play, that it's going to be an empty building next year if he was still the owner.
0: What do you think, Flex? What was the final nail in the coffin in the Sarver saga?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a combination of everything Matt just said. I mean, you got LeBron speaking out. You got Chris Paul speaking out. You got Draymond Green speaking out. Mm -hmm. You got the president of Players Association speaking out. You got PayPal ducking out. You got big sponsors like Verizon and other, other big corporations that are going to be like, hey, we want no part of this. Season ticket holders probably threatening. You know, you start to look at the writing on the wall and it's inevitable. It's like, listen, I'm, I'm going to hold on to something that is going to, you know, he's already a penny pincher, man. So, yeah. I mean, you start to take you start to affect the guy's wallet and, and it starts to make sense. Listen, let, let's be very honest, guys um he wasn't gonna come back from this you know the court of public opinion already put their they already put their verdict in he was never gonna live this down and you know like like matt was saying you, you start to deal with the sponsors and, and other stuff like that and it gets a little crazy but let, let's be honest the, the guy bought the team for 400 million dollars mm-hmm. he put up 35 percent of that money
0: mm-hmm. so
2: i'm not a mathematician but let's just call it 100 150 million dollars whatever the dude's gonna make one billion on billion, this after, yeah. you know, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you know, they're a championship contender, they're, the team, the person that's I think this can go to 2.5 billion, maybe even three billion, guys. I'm I'm serious. there's gonna there's gonna be a bidding war. And so I think you you start to look at the writing and you're like, hey, you know what? If if you're ever gonna sell the team, this is the time. It's 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 all lined up. So um unfortunately the guy's going to walk away with a billion dollars for, for his services. Right. But that's yeah. part of the business. So, um, but yeah, to answer your question, man, I think it was just pressure from every angle and, and you can't, you can't get around that.
0: Well, I'm kind of to that point, you know, you take a look at some of the recent purchases uh, in the NBA, the Houston Rockets sold uh, in 2017 for 2.2 billion. The Brooklyn nets was 2.3 billion in 2019, Utah jazz, I didn't realize they just sold in 2021. I guess they, I kind of knew that. One, but that was 1.6 billion. But that's the jazz smaller market, smaller market, market, smaller market. And feet is up there. You know, to your point, where yeah, I could see this push in three billion dollars, and that's why you know, like I see, uh, you know, shout out to Sonia, one of our loyal listeners. She's like, uh, I love Sonia. Yep. And she's talking about well, one why, why not Larry? Well, Larry don't have billions of dollars, right? You know, <laughs> right. like that, that's he's a great minority <laughs> owner, but he's, he can't be the majority owner, right? Um and I'm with you both. You know, when you look at the final nail in the coffin, I ultimately think as you both mentioned, money talks and Sarver now walks because he sees an opportunity to go, you know what? I, I don't like going out to Ocean 44 and having everybody talk under their breath and look over me at the corner, you know, and like even, you know, now, now the bus boy knows who I am, you know, before before Sarver was, you know, we knew Sarver, but now everybody knows Sarver yeah. and not for good reasons. And if he can get out now and make a shite ton of money in the process, that sounds like something fucking Bob Sarver would do anyways. You know, now <laughs> right. I guess a question I have and I was thinking about this, is there any possibility that he could think that he's potentially doing this just for show? that he's just doing this to avoid the constant spotlight of negativity only to renege on it at a later date when his suspension is nearly over. Is there any possibility, you know, like, well, I tried to sell the team, but it didn't happen. And Oh, look at that. My suspension's up. Do you think that could happen flex or can we just be nah. can, can like this truly? Can, I'm just, what I'm asking is like, <laughs> can I really celebrate the fact that he's fucking gone?
2: yeah no i i think it's an, it's done bro i mean yes. the guys the people i'm talking to close you know out here in new york by the league office you know you know adam silver put out a statement once once they go that far yeah um you know it's pointing an overturn, no brother and uh and he was getting pressure internally you know you got to remember this is a 30 this is a group of 30 people basically mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and 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 it, people gotta need to understand everyone's business is their business right it, the robbers affecting the actual nba at this point the other 29 yes owners.
0: true and
2: and you know yeah. what happens you know and i and i was i was told this you know a couple days ago i was having a talk with one of my guys um in new york and he was mentioning how the sponsor stuff doesn't only affect phoenix so so you you'll you'll have sponsors that are doing business with phoenix but are also doing business with other teams and other avenues in certain yeah. different lanes mm-hmm. And, and now they're telling that team, you know, hey, if y'all keep this guy in your group, I don't want to be doing business with any of y'all. Yeah.
0: You well, know, it's like so- PayPal. It's like the, you know, the official whatever of the NBA, right. you know, they're like, well, we're pulling out of that because we we're don't want to be associated with this person or this league. So, yeah, you're affecting yeah. other people's money. And no, I get that's that. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. You, know, you so- forget
1: that it is like a group, you know, these owners, like it affects yeah. them. And that's like the last thing I thought about when this happens, like. The downfall for those guys if he stays in the league because I don't know if they support each other, but it's all about money. And if they start losing all money because it. of one owner, mm-hmm. then nope, you got to go. Something's well, it's funny.
0: It's funny because that's actually the first thing I thought of when the news was first released. Is oh, it's only a slap on the wrist because all these other owners most likely have skeletons in their closet that are yeah. very similar. That's to what I thought Robert about Robert Carver. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like I, I meant like when he sold. Well, no, that exactly. is a great oh, point. What, yeah. Yeah. But like when it first happened, that's what I thought about. But to your yeah, point, Matthew, right. I didn't think about it on the back end of it. Ultimately, being the pressure that caused him to get to leave is mm-hmm. those same guys who are sitting there and they're just like, "Dude, you're bringing all this attention," and you know, you know now what right. now what we're seeing <laughs> is other organizations yeah. might feel that like, "Hey, people below us are now empowered to actually hold us accountable," and all they're doing about in Phoenix is talking about how shitty your uh, your suspension was and and the fine dude, just go away, please, you know, yeah. because I yeah. say yeah. inappropriate things all the time around the workplace, and, and again, Sarva did some fucked up shit, you know, I mean, you hear some of the stories, it's, it, they're not good, but everybody's got skeletons in their closets, don't they? Everyone,
2: everyone, brother, and you're, you nailed that, I mean, that's another conversation I had, you know, uh, last week I was having that talk, and it was like, hey, you know, there's some stuff that can come out from a plethora of, you know, teams and other things and, and, and it's getting too close to home. <laughs> it's getting too close for comfort. And it's like, Hey, Hey, Bob, listen, you might have to bail out on this one. Cause you're going to take, you're going to take a lot more people down. So um, it's political, man. Listen, the NBA yes. is a business, man. Yeah. It's a damn business, man. At the end of the day, it's a business. It's political. It's about money. There's a new CBA coming up. There's a new big TV deal coming up.
0: Massive you don't want, TV deal.
2: And Yeah. you And, and, and what if you're taught, you know, what if you're talking about a big, massive TV deal and that TV deal doesn't get done because they don't want to be in, in business with a, you know, quote unquote, misogynist, sexist, racist mm-hmm. owner? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it it, it gets down to the nitty gritty, brother. And, and that's what it comes down to. So I, I think we're good, man. Go celebrate. Go celebrate. Hey,
0: man. Well, one last question. I was thinking about this. That new TV deal is coming up, right? And. Obviously, Amazon has made a a run at the NFL market, right? Thursday night football is now owned by Amazon. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you fucked. What if Bezos, if Bezos was to purchase the Suns and you had, you know, like, would that become a conflict of interest or is that like actually beneficial? Is that an avenue to say, hey, like, we're going to be showing, you know, instead of the NFL or the the NBA uh, league pass going Mm -hmm. through NBA.com, like, everything's on Amazon Prime now, baby. Yeah, you have. Think, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Matty. Go ahead, you, Matty. You you'd have a book on every advertisement for Amazon. Hell I think people yeah. would get sick of the Suns. <laughs>
1: <I love laughs> It'd be it. suns on TV every night, every time. I, I mean I'ma I'ma tell you
2: what, I think that's an angle that again is I gotta write I'm, about I'm that hearing. one for bright that, that is an angle, <laughs> that is an angle that I think is going to play in Bezos interest because he's gonna say, Hey, let me into the let me into this club. Mm-hmm. And, and let um, me take
0: all of you with me
2: and we can all come <laughs> and have a lot of fun with my 150 billion and my Amazon network and this bit, yo. so, you know, I, I'm not a lawyer. I can't speak on, you know, whether conflict, it is a conflict of, interest, of interest, interest, but I'm sure there are legal ways to get around that.
0: You well, know but I mean? mean? Think um, back to yeah. the days when Ted Turner owned the Atlanta Braves with Correct. TBS and whatnot, and they made them a national brand in the early nineties. Right. So, I mean, That's it's right. possible. God, I just, Definitely. I, Dave King. You're going to love the next piece I write about this. This is going to be good. Uh, Yeah. Bezos, stop fucking with the moon or Mars or whatever and come by the Suns, get in the NBA and take this league to the next level that it needs to be. And all this is now possible because hashtag Sarver out. Spend some money.
1: Spend Spend that money. You know what? Two two years from now, it's going to be nicer. It's going to be like, we're going to look back on this era and be like, oh my God, we went through all of that for that long with this dude. Yes. Like it's going to suck like a bad relationship. You get out. You're like, oh, that was terrible. How did you, yeah. how did my family put up with this guy? <laughs> well, or with this guys, woman, you know, into. I, I believe in karma. <laughs> yes. I,
0: I,
2: I believe I, I'm a big believer in karma. I I believe, you know, what you put in is what you, what you get out. I mean, what, you know, I yeah. y- know what I mean. So yes. I'm going to tell y'all something. I, I, you know, I, this is just a feeling I got, man. Um, How, po- how, 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 Crazy would it be for the Phoenix Suns to win a championship? I know this year, year. first year. Oh my god, you it know, would I be mean,
0: fantastic. And
2: and it always had. You always see. You always see it had. Like I think it was Les Alexander won mm-hmm. a championship his first year buying the Rockets. Like yeah. look at what the Warriors did with, with when they came. They were laughing stock of the NBA. Now they, you know, their damn dynasty, and and they were booing them. Was Oracle guys, and they came in there, spent some money, so yeah I mean, it, crazy things happen, man. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be the bit surprised if we get a new owner and wins a chip the first year and man, people better watch out for Robert Sauver because you might lose his mind, man.
1: I don't think he would care because he'll have his billions. That's all he cared about right? It wasn't about championships no, I know right?
2: i I don't think so, man. I honestly the conversations I'm having with people that you know, I honestly think you know, the one thing I will say is when you get that much money, I don't think the money matters as much anymore. I think True. I think he's you know, I really think that this is hitting him tough because I, I be, yeah, I, I believe the Suns were like his his relevance. Like I'm yeah, biased. yeah, it's it's his right. identity. Yep. Yeah,
0: I'm courtside yeah. seats. Right, I'm sitting there. Right. I'm, you know, I always said every time you go to the game, Sarve would be sitting there. He'd have some chick next to him who was on her phone the whole time, taking the fucking <laughs> selfies. You know, well, and it like, was
1: it was Larry with him for like the last year. Yeah, it was just him and Larry. Like every yeah, game. him and
0: Fitz were there a bunch. But to to flex his point, like there's a bunch of people who are multi millionaires. There's a very few amount who are majority owners of an NBA franchise. It's That's part right. of your identity. It's part of the fabric of who you are. So yeah. you know that somebody with the ego the size of Bob Sarver to release a statement that clearly was put out by a publicist, and he still yeah. approved so he could put a couple passive-aggressive, like, look what I've done for you, Phoenix, and look at the way you're treating me, cancel culture. It's like, oh, yeah, so you're just taking no accountability for your actions, no accountability for how you have, uh, you know, people are have post-traumatic stress problems with some of the the ways that you've treated them. Okay, no accountability for that. You're a great guy, but you know what? The culture's put, You know, it's yeah. like you know what, dude, just go away. Yeah, and people go think that might be now. That people th- might
1: think that it might be made up with the post-traumatic stress. Like it's, seriously, it's something in the workplace. If something oh, happens to you. You have a
0: leader, it can fuck up your whole life of how I've you, had, you work. I've I've worked with somebody who was out to just get me. She was somebody who was who's known as a sue happy individual, and was trying to set me up. So she could go to like human resources and be like, look at the way yeah. the, this organization treats me. I want to sue it. And I can never, I would never give her the ammunition, but you're on edge. It's, you know, you're, you're constantly just like, you're not comfortable and yeah. you can't put price yeah. on a piece of mind. And when you don't have a piece nope. of mind, when you go to work where you should be safe, it's it's absolutely real ptsd type shit at work is absolutely real especially when it's coming from the owner of an organization who's worth millions of dollars and can have you hushed the moment they can and if that person controls your destiny and he doesn't care that he controls your destiny that's a whole situation that again it's the the one word that defines it is toxic and it's nice to know that after you know going through what 18 years of sarver okay going through the uh uh the valley of death, if you will, for that was the 2010s. And then having <laughs> yes. a culture with James Jones and with Monty Williams, that is bringing players to this organization that we are vetting the worst part of this organization. And we're only, we're all we can do is become a greater organization as of this day. Yeah. That is something to be proud of. This is a great day for Phoenix Suns fans. It's a great day for yeah. Phoenix Suns mm-hmm. fans.
2: You know, you know what, it, you know what it's like, uh, imagine getting your dream job. Imagine, you know, you go to school, you do all the right things, you get your dream job. Your dream job is to work for the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. And then you get there and it's a damn nightmare, and you're so bad you quit. Yeah. Like, think of that. Think of somebody that's worked their whole damn life and and, and they're like, hey, I'm I'm gonna I'm working for the team I rooted for my whole life. I got this nice job with the Phoenix Suns. And then the, the environment is so toxic that they end up willingly just walking away. That's the, that type of burden. I don't wish that on anybody, man. So, you know, there were people that did that. There were people yeah. that literally
1: walked away and said, "The hell with this.
0: Yeah, um, fuck my this dream.
2: Right. And they right, think it's you know?
1: that way. They think it's that way everywhere. They think it's right. that's the way it's, it has to be. And that's the way people act in the work environment. That's what they think. Like it's like, right. all right, we'll have to deal with it if I want to make it. You know what I mean? But that's right. going away. quick. One thing right. that
0: I'm very proud of in my professional career, life is i run a ship of an i run an inclusive environment where we have fun at work every day and i can okay. tell you that i have people who transfer into my area and they go fuck man i didn't know it could be like this because i've worked in toxic wow. environments where yeah if there if there's situations you know uh conflicts fester you know whereas i approach all conflict and we settle it because we're a family and you know that's the way it should be and, and to, to flex this point there's people who you know, grew up dreaming to work for this organization and had to turn their back on it because of the way that they were treated. And that's, yeah. those are the people that can't be forgotten in this. They can't yeah. be forgotten. And, and with Bobby Sarver stepping down, they won't be forgotten. And that's what's important. So okay. I'm going to, I'm going to do a quick transition now. Cause you know, now that Bob Sarver's out, we're getting ready for training camp. We're getting ready to, to start this season. A championship run is in the future and we got to talk about and, and what I want to spend the back ho- the back half of this podcast talking about is the fact that Brian windhorse was reporting that the Suns are very active right now and they're most likely trying to move Jay Crowder. So the first question I'll have for you guys relative to Jay Crowder. Do you think it makes sense to break up the band and move Jay Crowder? Yeah, uh, who, Matt, you, you want to
1: fire away? Yeah, you know, I'll go first. I think that. It, good memories were had with Jay Crowder. It sucks because now everyone on this team that plays with us within the last couple of years, it, it hurts when they leave. We love them so much, and they usually love the franchise. We're not used to that, so we never want to see these guys go away. Um, the thing is with Jay, though, it's it's like, what else can you get in return? Can you get a guy? Can you get a shooter? Um, you know, can you get Bogdan Bogdanovic in a trade for him? Then yeah, it, it has to happen because the Suns are a championship or bust team now. You know, if we're not going to win the, the year before, then we're going to have to make some changes. And usually it goes to a guy like Jay Crowder, who doesn't stay on a team more than two or three years. Um, I think the only way for Cameron Johnson to grow is in that starting role for the Phoenix Suns. I mean, mm-hmm. he's not probably, he might not be ready yet, but he needs the time in there as long as he's healthy. And I'm sure Jay just doesn't want to deal with that. I guess that's what it comes down to. And he's going to have to go somewhere else. And I feel bad because we have so many good moments but it's what they have to do to win as long as they get it, it's something better in return.
2: You know why I don't feel bad, Matt? Because it's Jay that wants this. Yeah. It's not it's us. True. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I had got wind about this early in the summer. Jay requested a trade a long time ago, guys. Long why time Why is ago. that? Why is that? Well, it's, it's because he, he wants a, a contract extension. He's 32. He needs one more bag. And the Suns made it very clear with him. Hey, listen, we're transitioning into the Cam Johnson era and the potential of bringing in someone else via trade or blockbuster or something to to that nature. So if you're cool being a good soldier and coming off the bench, then we're good. But if you're not cool with that, then we got to go our separate ways. The reason why Jay's not cool with that is he's saying, I can't get the bag. My best way of getting another contract is to prove that I can start for another team mm-hmm. and do well in that role so I can get one last payday. And so, you know, it's a, again, it goes back to the business. Um, I, I don't, I'm not mad at anybody. I think the sons are making the right decision. It's time to move on and upgrade the power forward position. Um, And I think Jay is making a business decision for him and his family. He's saying, Hey, I need one more bag and off the bench playing 18 minutes a night, ain't going to get it. I'm going to be a vet minimum guy after that. So, you know, from that perspective, yeah, I think it's time to move on. And the the reality is, guys, I I I'm gonna be honest. I said this early. I'll say it again. My opinion is, I believe the Suns should flip Jay Crowder for a first round pick. I'm I'm not trying to trade. I'm gonna. I could tell you guys why. Uh, you know, if you if you want to know, but my tell me why. Opinion, I I <laughs> listen. First things first. I like Bogey. I do like Bogey. Okay, mm-hmm. I I like him. I don't love him, but I like him. I think mm-hmm. he's a he's a guy that can score. Do you take a step back defensively? Absolutely. Okay. the The reality is, though, if you bring Bogey in, you you know, if he's coming off the bench, is he really Bogey? No. Like is it, you know is is he if he doesn't have the volume, is he is he really Bogey? So you know, he's also thirty two. He's on an expiring contract, nineteen million dollars. Here's the problem that I got, the biggest problem that I, that I don't think people are talking enough about. If you trade for Bogey, you have to match salaries. That's Jay Crowder plus another rotational player. Somehow, some way mm-hmm. you have to match that 19 million. Utah wants a first round pick. Here's why that deal hinders the Phoenix Suns dramatically. Because if they make that trade and they give up a first round pick, you can't trade future first round picks until that pick conveys. Yeah. So now when a real deal comes down the pipe for like a SGA or, you know, the guy that I'm not even going to speak about because everybody goes crazy, you know, but, you know, uh, uh, you know, if and when these situations are if you trade that one first round pick, you could be prohibiting yourself from being able to trade other multiple picks in another deal. Because, again, it has to convey. And the Suns are not going to give an unprotected pick for Brody. So it's going to be protected with limitations. And if it says 2023, 2024, 2025, guess what? The Suns can't trade a first-round pick until, like, 2029. And so that completely eliminates you from making a bigger deal later. It's one pick, but people need to understand the way the, 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 the policies work. So I'm not with that. I'm not with a Band-Aid. I think the Phoenix Suns are on a position to go strike right now. And put themselves in the spot to go get an actual dog that's going to be around for a long time, and it's going to help us short and long term. So I'd rather do that. I'd rather do that.
0: So was that kind of what happened with the Chris Paul situation? Because we, yep. we traded for Chris Paul, and we traded a first round pick, and then we were handicapped because we go. traded that first round pick, so we couldn't make any other moves until that go. pick essentially occurred. Okay, so there you go. I, that's, I, I am that's on, the handicap. I am on the right track. Well, I'm 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 with Matthew where. There's a lot of great memories of Jay Crowder, right? From Salsa Jay to fuck Jay Crowder. I mean, he had a great drop on the pod. It's Jay Crowder. You know, we're a fan. We love Jay, but again, business is business. And if you were to tell me that we had to trade one member of our starting five, he'd be the one I'd pick. And to Flex's point, he wants to go. He's made it known throughout the summer with his cryptic tweets and, you know, he's in Miami and he wants to go home and all that stuff. And, and it makes perfect sense. You know, 32 year old player wants to get one last big payday, wants to prove that he can be a starter of the NBA. And it actually is kind of, it's, it's something that the Phoenix suns have an opportunity to utilize this, to do a couple things, to fortify their roster um, or to bet on as Matt, as Matthew mentioned, uh, to bet on cam Johnson, cam Johnson's up for a rookies extension. Interesting how last year the Suns gave away a rookie extension to Mikael Bridges, didn't give one to DeAndre Ayton. The whole world melted all season. No one's talked about the fact that Cam Johnson hasn't gotten his rookie extension. No, I radio silence on that. And so that tells me this is a proven year for the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns have gone to Cam Johnson and told him that, you know, yeah. they're like, hey, like we we believe in you. But they might have also said like, we're going to give you an opportunity. We're we're working actively on trying to trade Jay Crowder. And we're going to give you an opportunity to take that spot. It's going to be on you based on your performance. You're going to have an opportunity to potentially stay here and get an extension and, and continue to be the power forward for the Phoenix Suns in a starting capacity. Uh, or, you know, we're, we're gonna to have to work out something else again. It's a performance based league. And I think that's again, James Jones, the way that he, he maneuvers. It's, it's very, very smart. You know, uh, if you move, if the Suns move on from Jay, I'll start with Matthew, like what and who should they be trying to, uh, to acquire are they trying to require or trying to acquire his replacement or more depth? You know what? What are you thinking? Where should we go?
1: Well, just like Thomas Dennis says, Flex convinced me get a pick, so I'm already, <laughs> <laughs> I'm already on that. It's like throw out the fake trades I had there. But Bojan, um, how do you say his name? I hate saying his Boyan. name on this podcast. Bojan, Bojan, Yeah, you know what? That's always the number one. That's the one that is always talked about. Also, Duncan Robinson was the other name too. And I think John, we had those two guys to talk about on this pod as you know, assets we can get back because I mean, Duncan Robinson was one that Gamble was talking about early on where it's like you trade him for that. It's a shooter, blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, like we want Jay. But now that we know that Jay wants out, we need someone decent. And I don't know, man, I think it has to be something set up. Like you were talking about the pick thing. Is it just setting it up for like something bigger, like a, a bigger superstar out there? I'm always really dead set on like the Brandon Ingram thing of him wanting to be traded after Zion comes back. I don't know how much that has to do with the Suns or not, but I'm talking about like just him or someone like even the Lori market and maybe traded, you know, cause he just got traded to um, Utah. He's not going to, st- I don't think he's going to stay there. He's a guy that I feel right. like you can add to like a championship contender and he can help out. So that's another name there too. But I'm going, I'm going to pick if it means something bigger in the future, then, you know, I'll wait, I'll sit and wait tight or right. sit tight and wait. <laughs>
2: You, you know, you know what, guy? The first thing I'll say is, I, I think the, the power forward position in the NBA is probably the most replaceable position. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just it's just one of those positions that we don't even have real power forwards. anymore. I mean, so we've had play- Jay Crowder
0: for the past few. Seasons, Correct. Case Correct. in point. I,
2: I think it's the easiest position <laughs> to fill. I think it really is the easiest position to fill. What I think, I'm going to throw a name out here, and, and I've talked about this a little bit, and I know there's rumors, t- you know, talking about this guy, but I'm going to tell you why I think this is an ideal guy. You know, Shai Gildas Alexander. I I, I, I I love it, okay? So now this mm-hmm. kid's 20. I, I'm going to give you all the breakdown. The kid's 25. I'm 24 years old. He averages 25 points, five rebounds, five assists, okay? He's on our Oklahoma City team, where he's 24, but he's the old guy. Yes, in the locker room, they're 19 and 20 year old dudes. By the time that team is ready to compete, is going to be 27, 28. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a wasted contract in a market that can't afford to do that. And so I believe he's being shopped. I've been I've been talking to people behind the scenes that have said OKC okay, is absolutely looking at shopping him. Same same way San Antonio did uh, Dejounte Murray. Okay, why he fits the Suns? Because you go to him and you tell him, hey, listen, you're gonna have the keys to the Maserati in a year. Mm-hmm. Like Chris Paul, this is probably Chris Paul's last year as a starting point guard in the NBA. Okay. Um, you're already paid on a max contract. The kid is six six. I went back and looked at tape. He played plenty of three guard lineups in OKC. Oh, a ton. And, and he can play the three. He can defend the three. I think you that answers your quite that answers all your problems. You you have your short term fix, which is an absolute bucket. Mm-hmm. who can play who can play defense and do a multitude of things create his own shot and you answer the long-term problem because when chris goes you got your built-in point guard so i think that's the type of move the Suns are looking at i think when when they make a deal because i'm i'm telling you guys they're big fish hunting they're they're mm-hmm. they're 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 gonna make a deal and i believe that they're setting this thing up so that when the opportunity arises they strike that's why you get a pick for jay that's why you you know you, you Stack the cupboard. You say one more pick. You know. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. Know, so yeah. so so I think I think they're looking for a young guy that could fit into this core, short term and long term. Guy like Shaw makes a lot of sense, and I think the power forward position you could replace in, in a lot of ways. Let's let's not forget Dario's coming back this year, so he's uh, going to do a bit of that
0: work. So so here's one guy I was thinking. I think this actually plays right into your narrative, Flex. I think you're I think you're spot on with that. The Suns, what they can do is they can trade. Uh, Jay Crowder to a team in an effort to assist him, get him out of town, bring in probably a lesser talent, potentially an expiring contract and bring right. a pick with him. Right. What about Cam Reddish? Why not? Cam Reddish. Why not? Fuck it. $5.9 million a year. It's an expiring contract. Almost spit my water out. <laughs> you want to spit your water? <laughs> yeah. Send, send, send Jay to the Knicks. <laughs> you know, let him go play in the big bright lights of New York city. Uh, if he succeeds, bam, you get your you get your bag, you know, add the fact that the Knicks would have to send back a, a first round pick with this. Uh, know that they'll suck and it'll be a good one. And maybe that'll work. I don't know. What do you what do you think, Flex? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm open. Listen, as long as you get a first round pick back
2: again, I I think the powerful position is a position that's being downsized in the NBA. And I think you can I mean, we may have the answer already in Cam Johnson. He oh, may yeah. be the prototype. Oh, he Cam Johnson may be the prototypical guy, so they may have the already built in thing. I'm gonna tell y'all a guy, a sleeper guy that I know the sons are high on that is already on the roster. That they that I believe they think is already the next j Crowd ish Wainwright. Trust me, yeah, they like hmm. ish Wainwright, oh. they think he's they think he's PJ Tucker like. Okay, they think he brings the scrappiness that Jay brings. He's more athletic. He's younger. And he shot the three ball all damn summer. Okay, so so they're saying, hey, we can we can do this by committee. We can refill the four by committee and have that bullet in the chamber. So when that guy becomes available, we pounce on it. And now we're looking at a window that's four, five, six years Mm -hmm. wide open as opposed to going for bogey now. And if you don't win, guys, this is the reality. If you don't win, if you make the bogey deal and you don't win, you you handcuff yourself on a long-term deal as far as a trade. Mm -hmm. You lose bogey at the end of the year because you're not Mm -hmm. resigning him, and Chris Paul's a year closer to retirement. So I I think bogey's a disaster, guys. I don't want it. Unless we get bogey for expiring contracts in a couple seconds, I am totally against the bogey thing, and not because I don't like bogey, because I like the options that we have other than that.
0: I completely agree. Here, man. Sold.
1: I see the PJ thing for sure. I really do. Yeah, yours. I mean, we have our ideas, but you come on here and you have yours, and honestly, we get thrown off the ship. Yours, better <laughs> than, oh, yeah. yours are better than mine. <laughs> no, I'm they're sorry, always guys. just no SGA. I don't know why I didn't even think about SGA because that is that's, that's the pick that I've been wanting. Like he is a future. Well, point guard remember, remember and draft
0: Clark. night 2018, Matthew. You and I were sitting there. And of course, the yeah. Suns had traded that day, and we yeah. knew that they had like the tenth pick or whatever it was. And SGA is getting closer. SGA, or we had, we had like the fourteenth pick or something. And SGA is getting closer. SGA is getting closer. And then, bam! The Clippers had back-to-back picks, and they took SGA. And then mm-hmm. the Suns—I uh, forget who they took, but they trade. I that, that's the someone. Yeah, the yeah, they got. They ended yeah. up t- getting McHale, but that's they yeah. who they draft. Uh, oh, did Jeremy Culver?
2: Oh, Jared! No, 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 no! no they no, were no, no, supposed no. to draft. Yeah was it DiVincenzo? Yeah,
1: DiVincenzo. Yeah, it was supposed the one to Gamble take DiVincenzo. Di yeah. That's the one. Yeah. yeah,
2: and 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 instead, and they had a deal for SGA. That track, they absolutely had a deal for SGA. McDonough had a deal done for SGA. James Jones stepped in and sovereign said, "We want Mikel. But the, that's that's a fact. Another uh, reason and, Sarver
0: needs to be gone. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's I love yeah, Kel, it, though. I love Kel. Yeah, has well, no, been love, healthy too. kell Think healthy. about that. Yeah. Think about that. If, if if that could happen in some Zaire, way, Zaire, he's right. Zaire yeah, Alexander. Zaire. I'm sorry, Zaire. Zaire that's Zaire. right. The, the yeah. kid from Texas Tech, right? Zaire
2: Smith. Correct, correct.
0: Zaire I Zaire think
1: that's Texas who the Spurs fans wanted. That's the one that got traded. Yeah, he was, on real, game, he was the real. He was the real skinny. He was kid the, was
0: the actual. Like...
2: Yeah, Zaire. He got. He had a bad injury out in Philly. In his yeah, 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 that's right. But, but, but that's Zaire the Smith. guy. Gamble said, DiVincenzo ended up being Zaire Smith, and then we made him." And we traded
0: it. Yeah, we traded it for Mikhail. But think about that. If if we could somehow get SGA here. You have three of the shining stars from that 2018 draft, and all of that to take down Luca,
1: but not these <laughs> shining stars. <laughs> but not the shining yeah. star of the exactly. draft. Right. You right. know,
0: because right. Trey Young, who cares? Um, <laughs> but, you know, He can just keep not playing defense in Atlanta. And, you know, I, I kind of feel bad for Trey Young because they're constantly trading the pieces around him. And so frantically to try to make something work around him, that they're not allowing the one thing that the the Phoenix Suns have done. And that's, they've developed chemistry throughout not only the starting lineup, but the organization. And that's what makes you ultimately successful is that chemistry. I mean, look at the warriors. The warriors are the definition of why chemistry is important because over, you know, the last six, seven years, you know, they've won what four or five champ. It's just, it's ridiculous. And that, (laughs) but that's, yeah, uh, Yeah. I I try not to count them. I try not to count them. Jeez. Um, yeah. what else we got to talk about before we get out of here, man? I mean, this is a—it's a great day for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I know of, initially we were going to do our preview of the Southwest conf or Southwest Division. Mm-hmm. We'll do that next pod, Matthew. Too much awesome stuff is going on with the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, uh, I think we're recording next Wednesday. I'm going to be at Suns Media Day on Monday, so that'll be fun. I got to think of some questions to ask people. Like, are you going You know, worry, I, have your
1: outfit planned out?
0: Yeah, I go to work afterwards, so I'll just be in like you know a polo and some you not going go to work, dude. Yeah, I am you're <laughs> gonna call out. You would yeah, say right. Me-
1: you're gonna go to Sun's Media Day and go to work. I would not go to work. I'd just call
0: yeah, out. Yeah, I'm just gonna go tell everyone, so and everyone would be like
2: that's a, that's a call out day, brother. That's yeah. a <laughs>
0: yeah, day. You'll, be yeah, you'll, you'll be there. You'll be so there. That's a call out day, day, brother.
2: Hey, hey, start start getting the migraine right now.
0: Just, yeah. gotta, oh, gotta, oh, gotta, that's that's my that's my thing, man. Yeah, that's Matthew's thing. I'm having like sciatic nerve issues in my left ass cheek. So it's just like man. I've had those. Dude, it's unbelievable i've had
2: three i've had three back surgeries so yeah
0: i know when is it gonna stop man when's the pain gonna stop god start doing yoga i'm telling you i I try it out (laughs) (laughs) try i do like downward dog and even my dogs look at me and just be like dude my
2: man thomas you see that
0: thomas yeah look at that says flex on the side of the hat oh wow my
2: man man thomas shouting out the hat so i gotta give him a shout
0: out hell yeah (laughs) nice well no no don't be sorry we appreciate you you taking some time popping on here you know the celebrity of fox 10 is on with us look at you man you're like fucking everywhere now dude it seems like it was just like yesterday it was like three in the morning you me and dan duarte were sitting on a call you know like (laughs) a six hour like zoom call during the fucking pandemic just shooting the shit about the suns and you know look at you now man you're all over the place tell every tell tell everybody every place they can find flex Oh
2: man, listen. Just stick to Twitter, man. Just stick there to Twitter, go. cause I that's it. Flex from Jersey on Twitter, man. Um, And yeah, i you <laughs> know, bro. I, I, I'm losing count, man. It, I'm, the I'm believe network, yeah. Coast man, to it's, coast it's pod, coast to coast. believe P-H-N-X, y'all, y'all. Yeah, the yeah, flex we, appeal. Right here, right here, right here on the, on the Suns jam <laughs> son's session. Jam session. Like, hey, I love y'all, man. It's been it's been long overdue, man. I always follow y'all and check y'all out, man. I I. I'm glad y'all invited me up today, um, and we got to keep doing this. You know, Monday Mondays the season season starts Monday,
0: basically. Man. Yes, so, sir. Man, whenever
2: y'all need me, man, y'all just reach out in the morning. I love you guys.
0: No, of yeah, course. we We're, really
1: appreciate it, man.
0: We appreciate you popping course, on, man. Matthew. Can you tell everyone where they can follow you?
1: Yeah, I'm Matthew Lissy, and at Jamsterdam. I'm not and, even uh, on. <laughs> I'm not even on Twitter. <laughs> I'll get that yeah. gone though. And Flex, you're the only one I have the notification for. During the whole Kevin oh, Durant, man. everything, that's you're it. the only that's, one I had on there, dude. That's love, yeah. bro. That's
2: love. That's love. People still hate me for that, but it, I am just doing, so trying weird. to do my job, man. Just it's trying to like, do have, my job, man.
1: Have you ever watched It's Always Sunny, the show, with <laughs> yeah, the wills yeah. given away, and they're yelling at the lawyer, like, like, please, <laughs> like, like come on, like, man. How no dare you yeah. give them mo- the money and stuff? He's yeah. like, I'm not. It's not me.
0: It's not yeah. me. It's I'm not physically giving the money. I'm just letting you know the information. Like, do with it what you will. Uh, yeah. We right. we appreciate you, folks. You can always follow me at Darth Voida on Twitter. Make sure you follow the show at Suns Jam. We'll be live on on Wednesday, and who knows, we might do another episode in between then, because we're it start. It's time to start getting in the back in the swing of things. You know, we go post game yeah. every night, and you know it's it's nice. It, those, those July episodes suck, Matthew. So anyone who <laughs> watched and brutal. listened during, yeah, it was brutal. brutal. It was brutal. So that's
2: in
1: Yo, the
0: past. Another re- re- Suns.
2: Respect to y'all. Respect to y'all for doing that, man. Y'all grind. <laughs>
1: yes
0: yes sir so the grind begins so again everybody thanks for joining us and matthew go home and love your family take care everybody